Welcome to Coming Out of the Spiritual Closet with your host, me, Brittany Wittig. Join me every week to explore and demystify the world of modern spirituality. In 2012, I experienced my worst nightmare when my mom passed away from cancer. The experience of living my worst fear was nothing like I would have expected, though. It actually inspired me to reprioritize my life, to live big. And as I saw my life begin to improve, I became obsessed with the power of fear to create positive change in our lives. I spent the last 10 years learning everything I could about fear and courage, and I tested everything I learned in my own life. I quit my nine to five to travel the world full time. I built a profitable travel blog, even though I had no previous writing or website experience. I started an online coaching business that allows me to work when and where I choose. And it all came full circle in 2021 when I was diagnosed with cancer. I was once again faced with living my worst fear. But this time, I used the courageous tools and processes I'd spent the last decade developing to intuitively move through my treatment and my cancer journey. In 2022, I was declared cancer-free. I came out of my cancer journey happier, healthier, and thriving more than ever before. And that is when the Courageous Transformation Academy was born. I knew I had to share these powerful tools with as many people as possible. The Courageous Transformation Academy is a 10-module course and coaching program for ambitious dreamers who want to finally begin living their dreams without having to think positive or deny their body's innate intelligence. Imagine what it would feel like to actually live the future you can't stop thinking about, to wake up every morning in love with your life. This is possible for you. Discover how to cultivate courage so you can take empowered, inspired action. Learn to hear the voice of your intuition so you can follow it to that life you're dreaming of. And discover how your subconscious mind and nervous system work together so you can choose the way that you experience reality. Take the first courageous step today and join the waitlist for the Courageous Transformation Academy. The waitlist will receive early access and a special discount. The link for the waitlist is in the show notes. This week, I have such a treat for you. This podcast episode is a long time coming. Today, I interview Europa Gita. Europa Gita is an evolutionary midwife and a soul connector. She is also a Reiki master and teacher and crystal adept, a dancer, dreamer, artist, and speaker. And let me tell you that these beautiful titles still don't do Gita justice. First of all, I have never enjoyed editing a podcast as much as I enjoyed editing this one. To listen to Gita speak, honestly, is an energetic experience. She radiates so much pure, loving energy. So what I'll ask you to do as you listen to this episode is allow yourself to be open to receiving. When Gita speaks, there is so much wisdom in her words, but Gita's energy is a powerful experience in and of itself. 
And I know that by listening to this podcast with the intention of open receiving, you will receive a beautiful, energetic activation. So without further ado, sit back, open up, and get ready to receive. Gita, I am so thrilled to have you here on the podcast. This has been a long time coming and I'm so happy that it finally came together. And I just, I just want to start by asking you what, what has your spiritual journey looked like? And can you share a little bit about how your spiritual path started and what that journey has looked like for you? Well, it's an interesting thing because when I think about it today, I know that my spiritual journey doesn't have a beginning or an end. It just always was. Since I came into this body, you know, I forgot about these things. And right. I've always been fascinated, though, by everything mystical, mm. mythical. I, you know, I, I've read mythology, legends, always was super, super fascinated for me, sci-fi, fantasy. But my actual journey into spirit really started uh, like a lot of journeys start with a really painful ending. Mm. That was about 15 years ago. Okay. And I definitely thought that, you know, things were happening to me Mm. because I got basically the rock was pulled underneath my feet. And I just like completely lost everything that made me feel safe. Wow. Yeah. It was a super interesting time, super hard. But the moment I decided I needed to move on, it just like, it opened up. The universe was waiting for me. Mm. Totally. I I couldn't afford any schools or anything. And I, I wanted to go to school I was going to go to an energy school and learn oh. the prop, proper way. Ah, interesting. <laughs> but the universe had other plans. And ah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I moved to the Bay Area for about a year. And I fell in with people of all kinds of different ways of, of but highly spiritual, super, super intuitive and Mm. very advanced Mm. in their own journeys Mm. so i have my own private school ah cool (laughs) today when i think back of it i couldn't have gotten a better school at all everything kind of really was shared with me in in a really beautiful deep way and it was really really beautiful and amazing I learned a lot about all kinds of different things Mm. and you know when you you come from this old energy where you always think you have to specialize into something you have to go deep with something right but I recognized fairly quick that all of it was together of the wholeness of Mm. it So as I moved back to Palm Springs, I I realized that that was the best education that I could have gotten because 
whoever I was working with, whatever their things was, I had some kind of clue about it. Mm. So I, I was familiar with it. So I kept learning and learning and learning. And uh, today I, I know all of this hardship, challenging was really happening for me. So I could really get onto this journey. The universe just clearly was saying, it's time for you to do what you came here for to do. Yes. Oh live my gosh. The life that you came here for to live. And right. it, it was not that I had a bad life before. Right. But I recognize today, 15 years later, I am more alive than I've ever been in my entire life. Mm. It's exciting. I'm learning new things all the time. There's just, there's so much deep exploration. I remember as a child, I once had to write about who we thought we, you know, we what we wanted to be. And well, I always kind of knew because my parents had it all planned out for me. Uh. <laughs> when I was thinking about, I wanted to explore things. I really wanted to explore things. And, and I was like, devastated because you know i was learning oh my god the world is already explored oh but here we are the biggest discovery of exploration in humanity yes where we you know like really get into layer after layer into deeper into that connection with with our own divinity yes Yes. The internal exploration. I mean, it's, it's infinite, right? And so it, it's it never totally ending. Yes. You know, fear has a bottom mm. Fear, at one point you're over it. And I think we have reached that it, it, as a society, as a collective, but love, oh my God, that spiral of love gets deeper and deeper and you always discover more. And it is so exciting to explore that with within yourself and then in that connection with the outside world because you're you know you're basically a unit in yourself you're one in yourself but we're also that one within our community within the world not just with humans but you know animals with the mountains trees and Yes. Spiders. We yes. all kind of work together so that we all have that. And what it comes down to is really the honoring of everything and everything allowing yourself to be taught by everything you discover, by everything mm. you see, everything that is around you. Everything has something to teach you. And oh, it's a greatest discovery greatest exploration that I you know I could never even have dreamt of to be on that journey oh I love that so much and I love what you're saying about everything being your teacher that is so powerful and that is definitely something that I was first exposed to through you you exposed me to that idea that everything is my teacher and truly everything when like when Gita says everything she means everything like 
my water bottle sitting here next to me, there's something in that's there for a purpose. It's not there by accident. It's not a coincidence. It's there by design. hundred percent. And when you, when you come to that, really that conscious understanding of that, everything has, I, I have the same thing It's my cup. Mm. So, I choose it yes. because I love, you know, I love this. I One of my favorite artists, Van Gogh, and it is warm and it is wonderful. It's beautiful to touch and it's so beautiful. And mm. everything that goes in it is special. Yes. And it's every single thing. You honor it by acknowledging what it does. Mm. Yeah. So I I couldn't agree more. Every single thing, when mm. you honor it for what it is, even the things that we don't like teach you. They mm. teach you who you don't want to be. They teach you what you don't want to do. Mm, that's so powerful. Do you, I mean, do you have any um, examples or stories that come to mind? Because I think that is a, powerful concept that the things you don't want even the things you don't want are there to be your teacher too i think that was one of the first things that i when i when i started this journey mm. that because i was so lost mm. I, I i it was almost like i was a blank sheet ah. so uh, that could be filled with new things mm. i did recognize it back then but now I, I know this. So I was kind of looking around. What do I like and what do I not really like? What really speaks to me? What sparks life in me? Because, you know, at that time, I, it was just really, everything was just like miserable in my life. <sighs> everything was taken away from me. So I, I was really open. Mm -hmm. And then, then I saw some people doing things that I really liked. Mm. And oh, I want, and then I recognized I can do this. Or for example, yeah, that's a good example. People who promise something to me mm. and they don't do it. And there's comes that point when you recognize, okay, I don't like it. Yeah. But do I do it? Oh yeah, I have done that too. Mm. From that moment on, when you recognize, ooh, I have done that too. You cannot do that anymore. So you become very careful at what you promise. <laughs> yes, it's such a perfect example of when you don't like something, then turning around and looking in the mirror. Yes. yes. Oh. That, I think, is the full circle, you know, mm. And, and and I think this is the time that we're in that everything comes full circle because we have opened up to seeing that we are all one, that we have a community, that we're collective, that we that we're not living in a vacuum. Mm. I cannot be whole, healthy, thriving if everything around me is is miserable. Right. So I'm so we understand the the we that we all are. But that's only half of the circle because the full circle is bringing all of those things 
that you really like back to you mm. and make it your own, put your own expression into it. And those things that you don't like, you, you better clean up. That responsibility of mm. who you want to be. Because I don't want to be the person everybody has to wait for. Right. Or I promise something and then I don't do it. I don't want to be that. Right. I don't and like it. Other people probably don't either. What comes to mind as you talk about this is the idea of radical responsibility. And so much of my spiritual journey has been taking radical responsibility for my life. That's a term that I've used. And I love that radical radical responsibility because i believe in that completely mm -hmm. i i mean we're we all need support we all need each other yeah. and i i encourage all of that i mean you know sharing all of yeah. our wisdom and sharing what we have and what we know and all of that is important but the thing is you are responsible for what you do you create your your life basically with every thought word and action in every moment. Oh, that's so great. I love that. <laughs> it's so empowering. Well, it is, but it is that empowering. You are truly the creator. So, uh, you know, it's it's not always easy because right. uh, you know, we're we're not we're not taught to have boundaries. We're not taught to say no. Because that part is part of that. We always think of love has to be nice and soft mm -hmm. and kind. And, ah, uh, but, you know, love is also about those boundaries, saying no and walking your own path, not yes. doing what everybody else does, but stepping out and saying, no, this is not right for me. I have to do this different thing. That's love. Yes. And this is another thing that I, that I first heard from you that I, I have repeated myself. And that is that boundaries are a high form of self-love. True. It, it truly is. I yeah. thank you for repeating that because it's, you know, <laughs> uh, I feel so fortunate because I, I asked my guides, four words so many times when I talk so things come out and then they become part of my knowledge and then I kind of don't ever talk about it but it's right to really revisit these things that's it the thing it becomes such a part of knowledge and and I so appreciate that you're bringing that this up again because Oh, now it's again on top of my head. So I can use that when I give readings. Right. Because I recognize that sometimes you have to simplify everything you say. Yes. For the people who don't know. So you right. have to use super simple language. You know, when you get deep into knowing of things, your language becomes no more simple for somebody who is just starting. Yes, that makes sense. So, uh, well, that's truly, I think, one of the things that I, I really always try to bring things down to the most simple and clear 
level that I can. Mm. Because the more simple it is, the more it's right, usually. Yes. And I know that there's complexities, but, you know, we have added so many complexities in our life. And cutting, like bringing down everything to the essence is such a beautiful thing. Like, you know, is this love to me? Does this feel I can breathe? Does this spark life? Does this spark passion? Mm. Those are the questions. So there's such simple questions that when we can listen to ourselves, always can be answered so clearly in the moment. In the moment, you have clarity. What is right? Yes. Yeah. In the moment. That's, and that's so key, right? Like in the now. In the now. Historically, we've been taken out of the now by life because we haven't really included the divinity. The divinity was always outside. Mm, Yes. Now we're recognizing that divinity is also inside each and every. Every life is divine. Yeah. Yes, yeah. definitely. Oh, yeah. I love this. I, I love mean, this. Yeah, the smallest piece of sand, the biggest mountains, as alive as we are. And that it comes back to the honor. Mm. That's the most simple thing, really, when you when you look at things. Honor. Honor mm. everything. I, I think you can't bring it down to more simplicity. Doesn't mean that you like everything, but you honor it for what it teaches you. This reminds me of something that, and maybe maybe you'd be able to share. Um, you have some practices in your daily life that you've shared with me that are about honoring everything. And I they those practices were so influential on how I go about my day to day now. So I, I would love if you would be willing to share some of how, some of how you bring that into your everyday life. Well, everything I touch, I give thanks to like Mm. when I take the, 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 the mug that I have in my hand, I give thanks to the mug, to everything in there. When I fill it with water or anything, I sing to it. I, everything, everything in basically from the moment I, I am awake to when I go to sleep, my life's about gratitude. Whatever there is, whatever I touch, whatever I am in contact with on that day, I give it gratitude for what it does for me what it teaches me because everything in life you can use to lift yourself up so by honoring this this is the honoring Mm. i i have this 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 little song that i sing to my water every time i refill something i just sing to the water and and i talk to the fire the, mm. the fire teaches me like it's winter right now. So I have this wood burning stove mm. in my house. So I I asked the fire to teach me and the fire teaches mm. me in amazing ways. Mm. It, it If you are, if you see everything as alive, as 
honorable as a connection mm. within yourself to yourself. Mm. Everything becomes part of you. Mm. Oh, that's so beautiful. It's just, it's so simple, like you said. Yes. And so powerful. Yeah. It it truly is. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think a lot of people do that. You go out in the garden and you talk mm. to every single plant. I think what that's kind of almost where it started because we became so aware of how plants move. And then the same thing, I think that happens to each of us, of everything. If you give it nurture and care, everything just blooms. Yes. This reminds me of something else brilliant that you taught me once. And that was that I should go into every situation with high expectations. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I don't think I can do it anymore, any different at this point. It's when we start our journey, what we learn in this is, as we grow up, is to think of the worst. It's part of the, the trauma that in that we have out of survival because mm. we have to always plan and we have to always expect the worst. But okay. everything is vibration. Everything is energy. So every thought, word, and everything you feel is in form of energy that basically creates the energy of you. Mm. Everything frequencies of vibrations are magnetic mm. so if you expect the worst that's what you're opening yourself to that's what you're vibrating at right that's what you're vibrating at mm. whereas when you expect the best that's what you're opening yourself to you vibrate at a different rate that you that brings to but that mm. requires also this really uh rewiring of the brain because we, we have all grown up in this we're in this world where we think the of the worst first yeah that can happen i was taught this by someone who told me for so long like you have to think positive mm. and i was like I, I couldn't understand it. It took me years to truly understand the significance of thinking in terms of possibilities instead of the worst that can happen. I think about the worst and I, you know, I prepare, but I expect the best. Mm, and that's Always. such a, dis that's such an important distinction. It's not putting on blinders and saying, la, 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 everything's always okay. It's being, like you just said, being prepared for the possibility, but expecting, expecting the best. Absolutely. And from my own personal experience, that's exactly what has happened. Yeah. It, you know, once you open yourself to those possibilities uh, and allow them to just come, it goes so, again, way beyond your boldest dreams, things that you could never, ever even think of. All of a sudden, 
enter your life. Yeah. Uh, because it, you know, and it, yes, it is all vibrational, mm. but it, the active part within our human healing journey is really that rewiring of the brain. And you have the power. Mm. Everyone has the power. Yes. So this reminds me when I was going through my cancer treatment, Gita was very much with me every step of the way. And this, this is something that I've learned from Gita that I employed so heavily during that time that I was allowing myself to feel all of the challenging emotions that were coming up, but I was expecting the best. I was expecting the best. I was expecting the treatment to work. I was expecting to be cancer free. And I 100% believe that that had, that played a huge part in my treatment being so effective so quickly. Yeah. I remember our conversations about that and you were so amazing to start because you, you had, you had been set on from the very beginning that you're going to get something out of it. And what I loved about that, that yeah. you didn't fight, that you worked with it. Because yes. we think we have to fight these these things that we don't want. Right. It really is in the kindness, the gentleness, the compassion mm -hmm. in which we hold that which we want. Yes. That's where it comes through. Because fighting basically makes it just hard. And within hardness, things break. Yes. Softness, you can shape. You can shape new, you can shape health. Yes. At the time, you know, when I received this cancer diagnosis, I had worked with Gita for years. And it goes back to this idea of honoring everything that included honoring this experience, honoring this diagnosis, like that teaching immediately came into play for me. It was so powerful. Wow. That is, that is beautiful. I, I thank you for sharing that. Uh, that was, I knew that you had this amazing attitude from the get go. And I, I knew you, you would definitely be healthy. That it was just amazing. Your your whole journey was incredible. Uh, I have to say how you handled this in on every step of the way. You you know talking about radical responsibility. Mm. You did exactly that. You took that responsibility fully. You looked at everything that every option that you had, mm. and that. Is an amazing thing because you know so many times something really uh you know cancer diagnosis is not something easy oh no. it crashes everything i imagine oh yeah and, you know so and to pick yourself up and through this is not easy so i i really have much admiration for how you that was an extremely potent learning experience for everyone, had to be for everyone around you mm. to well, see how you went through this. Mm. 
thank you. And I do feel that I do feel that it was not just for me at all. It was very much for everyone who touched my reality at that time. And as, as we speak about it now, you know, I, and here we come back to, I think that as we honor everything, that's really true for everything, mm-hmm. everything that it's not just what I experience, but what everybody around me experiences, we can learn and we can see where what like you were such an example of how to deal with this potentially devastating the diagnosis how how you just held yourself in such amazing love that yes. was had to be such a teaching for everybody around i know it was for me mm. it was so incredibly beautiful to see what you can achieve when you truly step into that divine love Mm. yes oh my goodness absolutely divine love that's everything that's that's the whole that's it that's all there is right that's that's all there is and yeah that's and you know you're definitely that inspiration that you get touches everybody around you but then remember that all the people around you that touched you also touch others. Right. So your journey was an inspiration, you know, the, through layers and layers and layers for people from all over. That's amazing. It's yeah, so... when you think about that, it's, yeah. like, it's totally amazing how the circles get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yes. Yes, the ripple effect. It's just, it's so huge. It's like exponential. It's like more than our, more than our mind can comprehend. Yes, it is. But, and it's really there. I mean, you can see it in the people around you. And then you, uh, I mean, it's so interesting. I mean, I don't know how much uh, personal sessions you do with, with people. But you see it that people say, oh, this person told me about you from somewhere completely different. Right. Part of the world. Yes. Right. So there you see your ripple effects. Right. And that is immensely rewarding and beautiful. And it helps you to keep yourself in that responsibility, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yes, definitely. So rewarding. Yes. That's the thing about the radical responsibility is it's just so good. It makes life so beautiful and empowered. And I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's love. It makes life feel like love all the time. Doesn't it? Yes. And and once you step into that, there's just when people ask me what are you grateful for and i'm just looking around everything and i mean that everything <laughs> i know i i got I, I i i used to say i mean i've been saying this for a while and uh a few months ago i i got an email from somebody who was just uh i hadn't seen for a long time and they were telling me 
Like, so I just want to tell you, when you were talking about that you you're grateful for everything, you know, I didn't really get it, but now I do. It's it's the most beautiful thing when because you you can't but be grateful for everything. Yeah. And so if I have to, I mean, I can pick this right now because it's right in front of me. I can tell you what I'm, but everything around me, the computer, our conversation. Yeah. You know, the microphone that I'm speaking into, the speakers that I'm listening to. Yeah. I'm grateful that we have those opportunities, those connections. The, you know, the chair I'm sitting on. Yeah. The sanctuary that I created around myself mm-hmm. within my home. Yeah. I'm grateful that, you know, that I actually used to be that blank page that I had to start basically from scratch and decided I wanted to invest in what truly feels good to me yes oh amazing i love it and i love i know that everyone listening right now is soaking up this energy of gratitude and it's going to be beautiful for everyone listening it goes deep you know it, it really really and as when it when every cell in your body basically vibrates gratitude it it it's just so expansive you can feel it wherever you're going around and people respond to it too it's beautiful it's really really beautiful Mm, it is you know for 15 years you've been doing spiritual work so you've you've been around in this space since before 2012. And I wonder from your perspective, how have, how has reality and the energy shifted over the course of those 15 years? Well, I think that we have access to energies, to insights, to clarity within ourselves Mm. at this point that we couldn't have in 2012. Mm. I think that the energy has shifted to to really give us so much more freedom Mm. of allowance of who we want to be. Mm. It kind of, it's, it's this again, the spiral where you start from music and you, you can just see how everything is just so exponentially expanding in so many ways. Obviously, you know, when you listen to some of the news and, you know, and, and look at the outside, it's, it looks very different in the, you know, but the, when you're, living in this divine love i can see so much pure light mm-hmm. i would say in around 2015 there was there was one time 
when it was just so incredible how much more light I could see in people. But it was in general. It just opened. We have been basically beamed out. We're coming, obviously, as we're traveling into the age of Aquarius, Mm. we're coming into different energies that open up, I think, possibilities within our brain, within our heart, within our gut, within our whole being in every cell, if you want to, where we can carry more light. Uh, You know, people, obviously, in the spiritual community, we talk a lot about truly body changes, that we're changing into uh, more crystalline shape. And And I can see that because we can carry so much more. We can carry so much more light if we choose to. And that is independent from your surroundings. You have to decide. And more and more, that becomes more and more clear. I think that 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 whole circle that you have to decide for yourself where you want to be in this journey. Mm. And they and our connections to all of let's say nature but not nature to everything yeah it's becoming also much more clear mm-hmm. I, I i think that the clarity in which we can really step into our whatever is our own journey within mm-hmm. our own spirituality you know i just mm-hmm. read the other day I think we passed eight billion people on this on this planet. Wow! <laughs> I know. I I it just I, I I would say within the last week I think I read about it, and you know, given that you know, I don't know if it's true, but nevertheless, it was close. Yeah. So there's eight billion truths to to what it is to to what life is, mm. and but. Here we, we we see that divide in, okay, your truth can come from fear. And that's something that one of your podcasts made it so clear to me. That was just so to the point where you said, you can stay in fear, and that's your truth. Or you can come from the truth of love. Mm. And as you come from the truth of love, things open up. Whereas when you come from the truth of fear, everything closes closes in yes it shrinks yes it does so if you want to open you just like look into love and love starts within you within yourself it's not something to be given to you Mm -hmm. if you don't carry love there is no love that's right oh and that's such an important distinction because I think culturally, especially, you know, in our Western culture, so many people think of love as something you have to get from someone else. Yeah. This cup gives me a lot of love. (laughs) Coming back to the cup again. This gives me a lot of love, you know, it's beautiful beverages that really fill me up with warmth. It's cold out there. So. Yep. I take that also in as love. Yep. 
and let it spread within me. And as I fill myself up with that love, it's an easy thing to just spread it out in the world. Right. It, yes. It's that it kind of just comes naturally out of you. And I think there that that mm. is really upcoming that we all have to decide who do I want to be? Yes. Not we. Not we. We should do this. Yeah, sure, we should do this. But do I do this? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Such an important line of self-inquiry. Yeah. We have to look at ourselves. Yeah. And as we step into the possibilities, there is that freedom to step out of all the things that that, that pull you down, that pull mm -hmm. you into this fear. Yes. And as you step into the love, the fear just gets less and less and less. You know, I would just come at basically out of, you know, the pandemic yeah. where there's so much fear. Oh, yeah. I don't know about you. Did you ever really fear this? Maybe in the very beginning, that very beginning moment was of the very beginning moment of the pandemic, I think is when my spiritual journey accelerated. And part of the reason it accelerated is because I sunk into that love instead of fear. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I remember, and for me, it was like, well, you know, I don't want to really get it. So I'm just going to, you know, do, I don't mask and whatever it is that I need to do, I do. So I, pre again, I prepare. Yes. But if this disease will take me and my body, I have to leave my body, then it was meant to be. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Right. But I also trust that I um, have many more years in this body. Yes expecting the best uh, yeah i yeah. i just know this yeah <laughs> yes uh, yeah Absolutely. I, I remember i had it and i probably always had that i when i was like oh i was probably in my early 20s or something like that i i had an accident i i guess i rolled a few times and oh kind of ended up crashing into a house wow yeah. Well, you know, I just remember that I had a choice between head on or going off the streets. And yeah. I chose not to have head on. I remember, so I'm sitting in my car and looking around. Okay, I'm fine. I'm good. And this woman that I would have crashed into out of the car, she comes running. And she's like, oh, my God, you're alive. You're alive. And I'm just looking at her. I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> of course. I guess that's been my attitude pretty much my entire life. But that has been enhanced now. Because <laughs> I just completely trust that whatever happens, wherever I am, I'm at the right place, right, for the right reason, with the right people, whatever happens, yeah, it's okay. 
you know, my spirit is eternal. Yep. Yes. So while I'm in this body, I might as well do as much good as I can. Yes. Create something bigger than the sum of this body, what it represents. But I'm, so I'm stepping in, but I, you know, if, if I, if tomorrow something happens and my body, I leave my body, oh, oh well, I'm looking forward to the next journey. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. And that, I think that that is one of the things on my spiritual journey that has been so life-changing is that sense right there, that that sense, that knowing that there is no real ending to all of this, that, that when I leave this body, that's just this body and this perspective. And there's something so powerful in making peace with that. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the great keys. Yeah. I think that's one of the great keys to living in love versus fear is I I agree. Yeah. I agree. I I mean, you look around in this environment in which we live, this earth, everything has a cycle, including our human body. Yeah. And maybe we can live within the cycle because it's beautiful. You know, every cycle at when you look at at nature, like every season is beautiful in the winter you know it it that that silence that when you have snow it's beautiful yeah that, every season has its different ways so and i think that is the same for for us humans yeah you know we come in with the spring then you know we're in the best years it's the summer and then we get into the fall and then we get into winter yeah. And there's another spring coming. Right. It may not be on this earth, but somewhere. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Yes. It's like acceptance of the of yeah, the cyclical nature of reality. Yeah. There's and a lot of power in that. That's one of the, the biggest lessons that spirit learns in this human body is mm-hmm. to be finite. Oh, interesting. Spirit is infinite. Right. This body is finite. Right. I think that's one of the biggest lessons for spirit. Mm. To recognize that there's there's finite things. There's cycles. Yes, that's right. Like this, I've had the thought before, the insight before. This is spirit's one opportunity to experience reality through this particular lens of Brittany Wittig. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing. I mean, you know, that like you, this Brittany is put together from so many different parts. Yes. Right. So unique. Right. Like everyone else. And Yes, for spirit to experience that, and, but to experience it consciously, that the body also experiences the spirit. 
it's the reciprocal nature of working together as one mm. keeps the body in in a much different shape too yes yes you know this reminds me of something that i actually just read about today there were like i think maybe 10 boys in thailand that were on a field trip they got caught in the cave mm-hmm. um do you remember that news story it was a couple of years ago well these 10 boys they were on a field trip with their teacher in thailand and they got caught in a cave they went into a cave and then the water rose and they were trapped inside and they were trapped inside for 10 days with no food before anyone found them and it turns out as the story as and they were saved they were found they were saved um, the way that they survived in those 10 days is they, the teacher actually taught all of them to meditate. Isn't that amazingly beautiful? Yes. And yeah. That, you know, I, I think spirit, when you're consciously working spirit and body together, you can overcome so much more than when you're just feel that you're just that human part when you, right. And when spirit is not that conscious. Yes. That's where, again, where where it comes, spirit is love. Right. You know? Yes. Absolutely. That's, that's, as you get into that love, your body can take a whole lot more. Right. Definitely. You're the best example of that. Right. Yeah, that's true. The story is it. it, it, Yeah. It's a great story. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, amazing. I love, I love that everything always goes back to love. It's just. It's always the answer. Yeah. That's really, I think we just have to relearn in general as as a society, what love is and as individual, what love is. We have to redefine what love is. Yes makes me think of boundaries being an important piece of love. hundred percent. I remember when I first started my, my, my spiritual journey, you were trying to really deny the things within yourself, like anger, like all those emotions that mm. you felt were lower uh, vibrations. So you wanted to get rid of it. You wanted to be in this total equilibrium, like in a really high state, like meditative state, almost you're in t- wanted to live your life. But that's the human p- is part of spirit once you're in the body. So anger has such an is such a powerful emotion that may propel you to do something about something that you don't like. Yes. So everything you are, you are for a reason, including the things that you might not like about yourself. You know, we're both are Scorpios. Yeah. I know I have this stinger. <laughs> yes, me too. There, there comes a time when I use it. And I used to be feel so bad every single time I used to do that. But, and then I learned within my journey that sometimes or actually quite often, people would come back to me and said, I needed to hear this in mm. that way because they couldn't hear it. The singer <laughs> comes out because somebody yeah. doesn't does basically invade boundaries all the yeah. time. Right. Over and over again. Because otherwise, you know, if they respect it, the stinger wouldn't come out. Right. 
So there is something to be said about that. So, oh, I needed to hear this. Thank you. Mm. And so you got to learn to really acknowledge all of that human in you. Everything has a place. You know, basically we're hardwired. We're totally hardwired to for whatever we come here to live for whatever our purpose is, Mm. which means all of us, not just the things that we like about ourselves, where we can be in peace and where we can be so nice and agreeable and wonderful and smiley. (laughs) It's awesome. But those parts of you that are passionate and uh, angry and and you know maybe not so so nice they definitely are so important also for what you came here that denying of anything you are is 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 not embracing your full the fullness of yourself we're talking about embracing wholeness mm. Wholeness means all. You you are such a good example of that too, because you know when you got your cancer through your cancer journey, you took every option into account. Mm. You know, so many people dismiss certain options, whether it is energy option or the Western, the allopathic medicine option, whatever it is, you took it all into account. And I think the same is true for us as human beings. Mm. We are only whole when everything within us is one. Yes. Yes, loving all of ourselves. Yeah. Not just the part that... We that's think convenient. is ex- yeah, that's convenient that we we've decided is acceptable based on cultural conditioning. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you and I, we both know too. Every time you make a mistake, you know, and I, I do quotation marks around this word right now because there is no such thing. It's always a learning experience. Yes, it's and all for you. Uh, you know, in art, they say um, a happy mistake when something you, you try in something and you really and all of a sudden you have no idea how you do it. But wow, it comes out just being perfect. I When I do my art, with I, I do mandalas, that happens so often. I just kind of play with things and whoa, I have no idea. Uh, really, sometimes... There's no conscious thought about this. I want to do this and this and this. It just comes out that way Mm. as you play with it. Yes. Play, explore, you know. Yes. And Gita, for everyone listening, Gita creates these gorgeous mandalas. I mean, just amazing that, I mean, they have so much energy to them and they invoke, they invoke so much feeling and they're amazing. They're beautiful. I'm going to put Gita's website in the show notes so you can check them out because you definitely should check them out. Thank you. I appreciate that. They also tell story of my life. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that up until I want to say quite a few years in, I recognized that every mandala 
basically also says a lot of state that I am in at every point. Oh. It's really such an incredibly beautiful alignment. To I, I can look at my mandalas and I can tell my story. Wow. Oh, that's so, that's so beautiful. And to have that, that record. Yeah, it is. I have to say it's really, I, you know, uh, I've, I've been doing this for about a good 10 years now, the mandalas. Mm. And I started it, it just seemed like a really beautiful meditative stage you're getting in, you know, I put some music in it and I really play with things and, you know, I don't do them by hand. I do them uh, in, with a computer. And so I play with things and I, it, it's just really my happy space. You know, I, mm. sometimes I, when I get at it at night, I, I look at the clock and say, what, what's two thirty? Oh, I better go to bed. I got it. I have an appointment at eight o'clock. Ah! So, but it's this, so, but then I, I was looking at him and, and I recognize each one has a story, each one of them off. And I, I mean, I would think that most artists have this connection to their art. It mm-hmm. comes out of you because it's an expression of you. So, but by looking at what you're creating and seeing your story, it's really, it's really profound. To oh. Sometimes look at things and remember that moment it's time oh yeah that's beautiful i love that that's amazing i didn't i never thought of them that way but that of course makes total sense and you know mandalas it's just such you know i like symmetry and balance and yes me into balance too as i work with balance in the mandalas it brings me into balance there's something about creation especially creation of like art um, writing that when you get into that flow state, um, it's so powerful. I think it's one of those things that finding a way to bring that flow state into your life is so beneficial. Yeah. If you had asked me 15 years ago, I would have told you, I don't have a creative bone in my body. Oh, wow. I'm serious. I mean, I, I even took art classes in college. I remember that. And it just I mean you know I I just I didn't feel good about any of my art at all wow and and then we're talking about creativity and something expanded my mind about creativity and I was like well I'm actually a pretty creative cook because you know I can open up any refrigerator and I put on a decent meal Mm. out of whatever is in the refrigerator I'll find something that that works yeah so that was my first thought and and then i had to create this mandala for a class almost quit the class because i i can't i almost quit the class oh my gosh i can't believe it because i thought i cannot do the mandala (laughs) wow first time I had to do a mandala and 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 and, and that just kind of was cathartic uh, it was just amazing and, uh, and I, I just never stopped oh my gosh I love that story that's so great 
<laughs> wow. Almost quit the class. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I I think it, I mulled over this for weeks. How can I do this? Wow. How can I create this? Because I can, I don't have a creative bone in my body. Wow. Oh my gosh. How interesting. That's such a great example of, um, how we tell ourselves stories, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when I first started, I, I wasn't very visual at all. I just had this kind of inner knowing, mm. which, you know, also was not, I wasn't very confident in talking to people, but, you know, working with people pretty much every day, which I have been really fortunate enough to be able to do, mm. uh, allowed me to see that if I said something, it, it usually applied. Mm. So it, I have to say, I was more often floored than, than not, oh, this is really true. So, it, But it gives you confidence with time. Yes. I, I told myself for years, I'm not visual. And I would tell the stories. I would tell stories of what I saw. I mean, I you know this. We do the Reiki circle. And yeah. I tell stories of what I see. Yes. But I'm not visual at all. Ah! And I think it, it's less than two years ago that I finally cracked that in my head. That I, that I realized that... I am so very visual. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's great. I love that. I feel what I have done with my life mm -hmm. is achievable for everyone because I don't feel we're all special. So don't get me wrong here, but I don't feel I, I'm so super special in terms of that. I do things that cannot be done. Mm. Yeah. So I think that if you set your mind to it, and for me, it took that basically forcing of it. Mm. The universe was just forcing me. But I think in some ways, we're all at a breaking point here. Yeah. At this point. Yes. And it's stepping over. <laughs> One of my first teachers told me this, when you, or, or I read this somewhere, too. You step over the edge. There's two possibilities. You find solid ground under your feet or you learn to fly. Mm. And that's true. Yes. And sometimes you find both. <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. You just have to decide yeah. to love. Starting yeah. with yourself. But truly love, not, you know, that selfish love that we all consider often as love is. I mean, I grew up in this notion, self-love is selfish. Mm, sure. If I have learned anything by, I kind of recognize that I've been studying love for 15 years. Yes. And in this 15 years, self-love is truly, when you step into self-love, it teaches you what love truly is. Mm. But you have to, again, look within mm. yourself. That radical responsibility is yeah. part of it. Right. You have to uh. be serious about 
being a better person. Yeah. Yeah. You have to take that radical responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Gita's kitty just showed up. (laughs) Yeah. That's his space here right in front of my computer. Ah, perfect. Well, Gita, honestly, I think this is pretty much perfect. I feel like I I feel like you just brought it full circle there so beautifully. Is there anything else that you want to share? Anything else? The the thing that I I feel mostly really want to share is mm-hmm. that to all of the listeners, allow mm-hmm. yourself to know that you're so much better than you've ever ever been taught. That everything is possible. You can you can do it. You can do whatever it is that makes your life that you feel is worth living, that you want to live it every single day. Yeah. At the highest possible way. Yeah. You can do it. We all, each one of us has to do it in their own way. Yeah. You, but you find your way if you start loving yourself. Yes. Having some respect for yourself, honor yourself first. Like we're talking, we have talked so much about honoring. Honor yourself. You're worth it. You're worth your best. You're worth living in the brightest light that you can shine. Beautiful. That is beautiful advice. Wonderful wisdom. And you can do it. Thank you so much, Gita. Thank you. Thank you for being here and for just going so deep into love. Well, thank you for having me. I I really, I have no words to express how much I respect and honor you. You Mm. are such an amazing person. I mean, we've known each other now for a number of years. And what you have achieved, wow. I, I have such deep admiration and respect for all you do. Thank you so much, Gita. And of course, you know, I feel exactly the same. So much respect, so much gratitude. Just so grateful that the universe brought us together. Yeah, I think that was planned before we came in this body. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, for Pretty sure. convinced about that. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, thank you so much for being thank here. You. And so much. Oh, I love you too. Thank you, thank you.